Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And we're back from the break from our, our one week hiatus. Which, guys, I'm not going to lie. I forgot how we started the podcast. I just like looked <laughs> at Kevin, and I'm really glad he says the first thing because I was like, I don't know what we're going to say. But like, like man, I really, I'm, I'm really glad we took that hiatus to get over, uh, over Riverdale. I cannot imagine going straight from Riverdale to this show. Yeah, it's. So different, like in so many, so many ways. I was watching it, just pointing out the things I know Riverdale would have done differently. So, for those of you who are new fans of Moa, yeah, if you're just going to start it right now because you saw, hey, OC season two, we watch the OC when we're not watching Riverdale. Yes, <laughs> we're on season. We just finished season two of Riverdale. Now we're on season two of the OC. I recommend going and listening to season one of the OC. Yeah. So you know our uh, we don't really have much of mythology, but yeah. Well, I mean, I will say that OC that that the OC I feel like season one is a lot more important to keep up with. With I would yeah. say the Riverdale you could start from episode two of Riverdale, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't miss much. Like you, you'd miss some connotations of like Cheryl's background and things like that. But you know what? Cheryl just gets increasingly crazier, <laughs> and her background matters less yeah. and less. Yeah, like like you could start a series and be like, oh man, that guy shot. That's Archie. What's oh my gosh, on? Jughead and Betty are dating? Cool. Yeah, because the Black Hood had nothing to do with um, Hiram. No, not at all. <laughs> it had nothing to do with what happened last season. He was just a new thing. And Clifford Blossom was like already real dead, so you don't really need the Who Killed Jason Blossom thing. Yeah, you needed nothing from season one of that show. Now season one of the OC, though. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of it. <laughs> if you didn't watch the first season, you'd just be like, all these rich people are really dissatisfied with their lot in life. Watching the... Um, uh, the what happened last time on the OC was a lot of people just being like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm sad, I'm leaving. <laughs> and people be like, but Ryan, <laughs> it like barely indicated how Ryan got there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really about how anything happened, it was how it ended. <laughs> Which was all, I'm leaving. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Why is everyone leaving? Poor Kirsten, why is everyone leaving? <laughs> She sort of helped push Ryan to leave. She did tell did. Teresa that. There's there's a little bit in this one, which it's... I mean, too, when you're watching on TV, you would have had that season. There's a there's a little bit of, I think, rewriting. Maybe, like, retro rewriting. Mm-hmm. We, we can talk about that when we uh, when we get into we'll get it. There. Which we can do right now. Yeah, I don't really have anything interesting to talk about. No, no I- I'm slowly... Uh, Slowly dying, but, you know, we all are, so. It's true. Right. I have stopped doing the yoga every day, which is... <laughs> Isn't this your month over? Yeah, it ended at the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I'm still doing yoga. Oh, okay. Just not, not every day, because uh, it's too hot. All right, well, this is, speaking of too hot, <laughs> The <laughs> O.C., Season 2, Episode 1, The Distance. The Distance. Now, the fact that at no point in this episode, they play The Distance by Cake uh, makes me very upset. I don't know this song. Keep going the distance. Oh, Keep that's by Cake? For... Isn't that by Cake? I think so. It does sound like a Cake song. Yeah, it's it's, it's the talking. It's the same yeah, talking. He's going the distance. He's yeah, going for speed. Because Cake did um, short skirt and long jacket. Yes. Yes, Cake. It was Cake then. Yeah. 
She's I, all alone in her time of need. I honestly t- sometimes uh, confuse Cake and Modest Mouse. I know they don't sound similar at all, but they have the same, like, like sing, talk. Early 2000s vibe. Yeah, feel to them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we do we get that, you know, pre, like, what happened last time thing. And there's a lot of people being sad and leaving, as we said. But then that goes, then we go hard into this episode. It starts with a bunch of burly men all oiled up. Doing some construction. Doing some construction, some deconstruction. And I, I don't, I want to know the behind the scenes that brought him to this point. Because it's not that funny of a joke, but it's constantly brought up. It's, they have committed hard to the bit. Yeah, they're, they're like, you know what? There are a lot of uh, women in bathing suits last season. Let's just put a bunch of, like, that's not how construction workers look. No construction. Okay, we, no, I will I will say yeah. I've seen a lot, because I, uh, I do a loop and I walk through a rich neighborhood yeah. where a lot of people tear down very old homes and then do infills. Yeah. Oh, those infill construction workers are often quite shirtless, and I try to avoid looking at them because well, I don't want to well, be a perv. Yeah, but when you look at, like, those construction workers, like, like those people, those bodies are, like, 0% body fat bodies. That's true. Like, like th- those are bodybuilder bodies. Them's are strippers. Which is funny because we see other construction workers. It's just the construction workers. <laughs> at the are, Cohen house. At the Cohen house that are like, oh, well, maybe it's just the OC construction workers are like that. Yeah, because Ryan has a construction job, yeah. and he keeps his shirt on. Every Every one of that, you see them, they're, those are all just, like, construction worker-looking people. These guys don't look like construction workers. I think Sandy might have accidentally hired strippers. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Kirsten probably got a recommendation from Julie about who to hire. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah. no, they're the best. That's why they're taking so long. Because <laughs> they're not Because they're not really workers. construction workers. They're like, how long are we doing this for? About six more weeks, and then we strip. Oh, uh, yeah, this is, like, one of those long-haul strips. Every day they go home and they Google how to construct a wall or other appropriate searches. Was it Julie who um, accidentally hired a prostitute last season? I think Kirsten accidentally hired the prostitute for Julie. Yeah. Because Julie was a very horny it, it, in yeah, her bachelorette party. Right. It was when Julie lost her damn mind upon mm-hmm. seeing the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, these burly men are uh, being oily, but also not very good. And Sandy just wants it to be done. Yeah. But it's going to take an indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> it's going to take a plot-specific amount of time. Poor Sandy. I do think they could not – like, without seeing the OC, I would think this happened because they could not get access to the same location. And they had to make as a new last location. Year. So they had like to, like, it? make a new one almost. That's possible. Yeah. Although the kitchen is the same. They could have recreated it. That's true. They could be on a set. That's true. And then they just need to, like, yeah. buy themselves some time. Well, because one thing I noticed is we never get the long shot from the, um, uh, like, like we don't... We, we don't, don't get s- the shot from the pool house of the house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, some, we see it sort of out of the back, but that still could be, like... Mm. Yeah, no, just just a thought I was having. I like this conspiracy theory. Anyway, enough about conspiracy theories. Let's talk about emotions. Everyone has them. Kirsten has a lot is of them. So mad at Sandy. Yeah, but she's not actually mad at. S- and Sandy knows that he's mad that she's mad at him. Yeah, and he just talks real fast with real gibberish. No, we should be we should be clear. She is um upset about Seth. There's a few times where I'm like, 
it is Seth, right? Because because we last time we saw Seth, he was riding off into the ocean. Yes, but they're talking about someone who's on the, who's landbound, if you will. And uh, so I'm like, you could presume she may be talking about Ryan. I'm like, is she more upset about Ryan? Well, she's Seth. feeling the guilt, Kevin. She she's like, oh, I made Ryan leave, and then because Ryan left, Seth left. But but Sandy's like, all right, we can't just go back and kidnap him. You got to chill. I know how teen dramas work. We just got to give him some time. We'll go kidnap him at the appropriate plot-specific time. The more drama you put in, the more drama you get out. We have to make sure this is done correctly. So we just, we got to pull it back. Yes, yes, Sandy gets a little bit uh, genre savvy in this episode. A little meta. So... We should maybe, I don't know if we need to, but the first, I'd say third of this episode is a lot of everyone being like, hey, do you remember what happened over the past three months? (laughs) Remember the summer? Ah, yes, the summer. Let's reminisce about this out loud so we can catch our audience up about what's been going on. My my favorite thing is that, so because there's a character named Summer, when when Kirsten is talking about Seth being like, the summer's over, he's like, the summer's done. (laughs) It's time for school. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, summer is done. Summer is done. But I, but I mean, summer's also there because we go from scantily clad um, men to some scantily clad women. It is 10 a.m. and Summer and Marissa are sunbathing and objectifying their hot pool guy. Sure, there also is another scantily clad <laughs> man, and he's super oiled. Yeah, yeah, he has definitely prepped for his pool guy work. <laughs> and we get a moment where where he looks at Marissa kind of. In a sad way, and she looks back also kind of in a sad way. And Summer's like, Ooh, look at these sparks flying. He's, he's checking you out. And I'm like, I think he's just I think he's thinking about something. He he looks very like full of ennui. Very contemplative. He's just looking at Marissa being like, one day we will all die. <laughs> Much <laughs> and as I schoon out this pool with my pool schooner. I guess it should be a uh, schooner. Yeah, it should. Isn't it a should schooner be a, a boat. I know, I know. It should actually be um, what do you call it? Skimmer. Skimmer. As I skim out this pool with my pool skimmer, I think upon the nature of the world. Ooh, there's a frog. <laughs> Ooh, frog. <laughs> <laughs> then he runs off. We never see him again. No, we he gets, don't. He gets no lines. I mean, maybe we'll see him. They make a point about him. He must come back. I feel like Summer probably sleeps with him. Uh, that's fair. That feels like a thing that's going to happen in this show. So I want to, like, non sequitur. Yeah. Do you remember, is cardio bar what they were doing last season as their workout? Or were they doing – no, they were doing yoga lattes. Yes. And now they've moved on to Cardio Bar. Yes, which is a pseudo-fighting thing. No, it's not. Cardio Bar is what I do. I know, but isn't – but didn't Marissa mention something about how, like – She said Cardio Bar was the new Taibo. Yeah, Taibo would – but I guess Cardio Bar is not – like, because Taibo was, like – Dance fighting. Dance fighting. Uh, Cardio Bar is just, like, doing a lot of isometric holds and, like – Full body, low impact movements. If you could fight with that, you'd just be really bad with it. You could fight with anything, be really bad with it. So something comes up here, which made me very, very confused. Um, At the end of last season, Mm -hmm. I thought someone broke up with Seth. They got back together, and then he ran away. Did they get back together? Because I thought the last thing I remember was that Summer like was like was breaking up with him because of her dad. Because of her dad. But then she was having a change of heart. Now, I don't know that they formally got back together. It may have been a thing where Summer was like, my change of heart has happened. 
Yeah, like it's it's the episode spends a lot of time being like, "Oh, Seth really messed this up." I'm like, she broke up with him because of her dad. And I th- I think if I recall correctly, she was coming like to she him. was like coming around, maybe. Yeah, I don't because I, I feel like the part of the reason when he left is like the idea is that he had nothing. He's like, oh, he broke up with Summer because we see that in the um, in the posting. He goes like, you are my you are my first girlfriend, or you are um, my f- you're my first girlfriend, you're my mm-hmm. or something like you're whatever. He's he mentioned like you're my o- you're my only girlfriend, which I feel like was when they were yeah. breaking up, which is the last thing I remember. Is I'm breaking up. Didn't they get back together when he tried to sell his boats so that he could give Ryan money for Teresa? Um, no. No, I don't. At the, at the wedding. They got back together at the wedding. I really don't feel like they got back together. I think they did, and they sat and they watched the sunset and... Well, no, but I thought the entire point, the entire point that was not them getting back there was just them being like, yeah, I guess we're sort of like... Cool this now. now. You know what, though? It's summer, though, and if there's one thing we know, <laughs> she summer's des- crazy. <laughs> so she decided they were back together. Yeah. And I like how she transferred that information to Seth. He's like, I guess we were back together. I don't know. I don't know. Other things that have been going on this summer. Marissa has been drinking a lot and not eating food. <laughs> yes. And Summer has been hanging out with Zach. Who was... An- Zach was the funny guy who Seth found very annoying and oh, not funny. Oh, man. Funny guy's back. Yeah. He's, a, he's an actor we know, isn't he? He is. Oh, maybe that wasn't Zach. Funny guy was um, Brett Harris, the guy from Reaper. Uh, no, I think Zach was funny guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't care enough. But clearly. Anyway, what I liked was when Summer was like, and I'm hanging with Zach to remember, mm, what's his name? And goes on a long series of insults. Yeah. And Marissa's like, uh, dude, you're talking about Seth. And she's like, I know. I'm just doing that thing where you pretend to forget that you can use a long series of descriptive insults to give voice to my inner pain. <laughs> Marissa, I'm doing a bit. And now I remember why Summer is so awesome. Marissa, you're not letting me do my bit. Commit to it. Commit to my bit. I want it. I'm so funny. God, where's Seth? He's the only one who appreciates how funny I am. I never get to do bits. I want more bits. (laughs) Give me bits. Zach's always doing bits. Why can't I do bits? I want to do bits. (laughs) I'm giving her more of a twang every time I say that word. You really are. You want their bits. Oh, they're like grits. Mm, yes. Mm, delicious. <laughs> so uh, now we ne- find out what's been going on with Ryan over the summer and what's him- been going on. He got himself a, ta- uh, uh, a tank top construction job. Not shirtless. Tank top. <laughs> yeah. When he first got to the job, the foreman was like, just want to be clear here. No one take your shirts off. Excuse me, sir. What about when it's hot? What about when it's 110 degrees in the shade? You wear a tank top. We're not like that other company, that shirtless company. Excuse me, sir. You know they're strippers. (laughs) But they're also construction workers. It's so confusing. (laughs) They have two numbers, one for construction, one for stripping. But you've got the same guys. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to hope that they understand what you're doing. Construction work is their only theme for their stripping. you got like a 50-50 shot on if they're going to build you a deck or strip. And they never dress like a policeman. (laughs) Never. <laughs> That's only, the thing that strippers do. Only construction workers. Anyway, he's got a f- also full five o'clock shadow. Yeah, this is a uh, this is like rough Chino Ryan. Yeah, this this Ryan has aged five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So his face has changed, right? And it's not just the beard. No, like... he's got a sharper face. I think he's lost some weight. Well, he's been busy working construction. Yeah. 
Um, but Teresa, how old are these kids supposed to be getting there? And they're they're going into grade eleven. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot imagine. I'm In like grade reasonably 11, sure. See a kid just with full five o'clock, full hardcore like. And he's blonde. And, like it's hard for blondes to grow beards. And not only that, this is like like this is the morning. So presumably he's going to like you know work in the morning. That five o'clock shadow came on fast. Well, I presume he didn't shave. Nah. He's too busy playing house with Teresa. He just keeps it at that five o'clock shadow thing. Teresa drops him off. She made him a lunch. She peeled his orange. I don't like that, by the way. That she made him a lunch? No, that's someone that she peeled his orange. Yeah, that's weird. I don't want people peeling my... I want to peel my orange just before I eat my orange. The purpose of the peel is to protect the orange. Yeah, wouldn't it... I feel like it would dry out if you peeled it. Yeah, you get like a... You get a dry, gross orange. And like, I get it. Oranges are hard to peel. But you know what the solution is? Literally, anytime you buy anything from Tupperware, they give you an orange peeler with the thing you bought from Tupperware. Yeah, you can, or just, I don't know, bite into it, I guess. (laughs) Bite into that orange like it's an apple. Bite into it like the 35-year-old, 15-year-old you are. Oh, man. So uh, that's what he's been up to for three months. But there is a distance between them as they (gasps) talk to each other. It's awkward. (laughs) Because if you remember correctly, essentially they broke up and then she was like, I'm pregnant. It might be yours. Probably not. And then he was like, all right. He's like, well, Eddie's bad. So, uh. Yeah. Let's just, let's just be clear. Their relationship is not formed on a solid ground. At all. At all. It's formed on Ryan being a good, good boy. Yeah. So speaking of, uh. (laughs) <laughs> Weird things are happening. Caleb has gone full crazy this summer. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name, so oh. I wrote down Old Man Angry, and then I couldn't remember Julie's name for a while, so I wrote down Crazy Eyes Mom. Not inaccurate descriptions on either side. So Old Man Angry is paranoid that he's being watched. <laughs> he's like, Julie, the flower truck is here every Monday. <laughs> And I thought this was going to be about her spending money frivolously, but it's not. No, no. He's just scared of the flower truck. He's scared it's like the FBI or something. Also, when he shows the fa- the flower truck, it shows a woman from like the waist down. And I'm, I'm like, is that Marissa? That's what I was wondering, too. Yeah, you also thought it was Marissa. I was like, why is she going to the flower I wondered if truck? it was the actress and they're just like, all right, just get out there. We we're don't have we're an not going to hire anyone. It's fine. <laughs> we don't have an extra. <laughs> and no one can tell you by your legs. But they didn't know one day there'd be a podcast. They didn't <laughs> even know like, what a podcast was. It would be like, those are Marissa's legs. Uh, he also thinks his phone is tapped. Yeah. Um, and then we do get some brief awesomeness where we learn more about the plight of China. <laughs> right. Didn't that, that horse still have... I mean, horse still has alopecia. Dude, horses, you don't lose alopecia. You always have alopecia. But they that's, that's still going on. <laughs> Julie's very concerned about it. I, I thought the entire point was they got rid of that horse. But Kevin, she l- Caitlin loves the horse. It's not right for a little girl to love a hairless pony that much. <laughs> so they have to replace it with a pony with hair, and then they can get rid of the hairless pony. There are two hairless cats currently living in my house, and I don't like their existence. They're weird. Yeah. They like to touch each other a lot. Like, they're... <laughs> the worst part is there's two of them, and they get along pretty well so they usually go everywhere together <laughs> and there's nothing more terrifying than when you walk down the stairs and you look over and there's two hairless cats lying on top of each other they're sort of staring at you being like what are you doing my kevin <laughs> they also love people come play with us 
They just want to like be up on you all the time. Yeah, and it they they suck. <laughs> touching them sucks, and watching them touch each other sucks. It's like petting your own chest, except it's a cat, and it's not so- your own chest. <laughs> yeah, and it's something else. And when you touch them, they're way too warm. They are very warm. They're way too warm for how anything should be. And I've looked at one of those cats right next to a cat that has fur, a normal cat as I'll call it, and I'm like, you two can't be the same species. Someone messed up. They also have these weird, like, swollen hands that look like alien hands with arthritis. Their entire body are are aliens with arthritis. (laughs) And sometimes they put their claws out into you, and you're just like, why? Yeah. Why you... And they're just like, I would like to hang backwards off of your knee. Thank you. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want that. And like when they well, they play with each other, like they'll do the bite thing. But because it's only skin, I'm like, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no fur for you to grab onto. You're just biting their skin. What Kevin once said to them was, stop it. I don't like it when you do that. Yeah. I don't like it when they do anything. Well, guess what, Kevin? One of them is going to live here forever. Yeah. I like, I like how I wasn't particularly upset that one of them was going to hurt the other. I was more worried about myself that I would have to it, I would have look to at look, it. look at what they are doing and know that that, <laughs> that that memory will stay with me forever. Hairless cats biting each other. Yeah, so I can't imagine a hairless pony. Kevin, there's our episode title right there. Hairless pony. No. Hairless cats biting each other. Yes. All right. Okay. So anyway, um. Julie has to go buy a new pony. Yeah. And Caleb is like, don't put it on the company card. And Julie's like, <gasps> there's money there, issues. There, suspicion. Yeah, there's like a stinger. And like, she turns around and like, why? And he's like, because it's illegal. <laughs> it's against the law. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it on like a normal credit card. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nothing he said there was actually weird. It was like this weird, like, hard switch between being, ah. Oh, Old man angry is crazy. <laughs> and then, like, all of a sudden, switch like, oh, maybe Julie's crazy. Maybe they're both crazy. And by maybe, I mean they are both crazy. So, Kevin, here's a big old reveal. <laughs> Seth is staying with Luke in Portland. Yeah, Seth's been living with Luke. <laughs> his, uh, Luke, his Luke second his best friend. <laughs> but don't worry. Seth is Luke. No, Ryan is Luke's best friend. Ryan is Luke's best friend. So they're Seth, just both settling. Seth is Seth, <laughs> Seth is Luke's second best friend, and Luke is Seth is Seth's second best friend. So really, they both want Ryan to be living there, but <laughs> they'll the, settle for each other. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> they both look at each other sometimes, and they're playing video games and go, "I wish you were Ryan. I wish you were Ryan too." The thought that dare not speak its name. When I first saw, like, this cursor just sort of, like, picks up the phone and makes a call. And she called Luke. I'm like, why is she calling Luke? Does she just love him? <laughs> Guess so. Hey, Luke, you're nowhere hidden around us. So apparently you won't be part of this. But can I talk to you about my emotions? But no, no. He's got, got, uh, got Seth there. And he does not want to come home. And so she hangs up the phone, defeated. Well, he hangs up on oh, her. Yeah. And she is defeated. Yeah. And then Sandy's like, dude, I told you not to call him. Give him space. Also, he hung up on me when I called him this afternoon. So we need to, like, he does so much time this, this episode, up Sandy well. does so much stuff this episode off screen. Yes. Where he walks in, he's like, by the way, I've been busy. I've been doing stuff. I've been doing so many things. You don't even know. Guys, Ryan does not live in the OC right now, which means that. I am the main character of the show. But no, but he's not. We're not seeing anything from his perspective. 
He's still the main character. He thinks he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and the plot's following me then. Sandy Cohen. Maybe but... I too will become a crime fighter. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the OC is a superhero. Yes. Who is Ryan. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had to run away from his superhero duties. As you do. As you do when you have a baby that may or may not be yours, but so, most likely is not yours. Real Spider-Man mythos. <laughs> oh, we uh, we get an arrival from another character that we haven't seen since last season. Who also has a beard. And also is tan. And, like, his hair has stopped being curly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he's trying real hard to have some chill. It's, <laughs> it's Jimmy Cooper. And he's living that island life. Yeah. It's true. It's true. He comes. He comes and living that island life. He's like, "Hey, remember when I was an investment banker and I embezzled all that stuff? Nah, man. Now I smoke pot. Now I'm dating your wife's sister, who's basically young enough to be her daughter. He hundred percent like smokes so much pot, right? And li- yeah, he lives on a boat now. <laughs> he lives on a boat with his super young girlfriend, that is his former love's younger sister. sister. And all yep. he does all day is is smoke pot and talk about how cool Bob Marley was. Yeah. And I he wish ha- he wishes Bob Marley was still alive. The world would be a better place, man. And you wonder how he funds this lifestyle. And then I remember it. He has millions from Caleb. Yeah, I know. It's true. Remember, he sold, he's, he's he's, sold out. They both. He sold out. <laughs> Damn the man. Well, save the empire. But we did not realize when he was getting that money, he was in his head being like, I'm going to grow part of a beard. Not a full beard. Yeah, it was. It's not, yeah, it's, not, it's 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 more than five o'clock shadow, but not a full, it's not a full beard. beard. And he's like, I'm gonna get a tan, and I'm just gonna try so many drugs. And everyone's gonna love it. Also, he keeps on talking. They talk about Haley so much, but she's not in these, this they episode. Did not pay her to appear. <laughs> But they don't want us to forget about her, so they're just going to name drop her yeah. all the time. Anyway, uh, the reason that Jimmy's there is he's there for a dinner that probably won't happen. Uh, but he does make a suggestion. That maybe the person who should talk to Seth is not his parents. But the one who solves all of the problems. His third parent. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. So uh, because Jimmy Cooper has good ideas... Now you should know is <laughs> now <laughs> no, not typical. Once again, super high. Uh, so Sandy heads on out to Chino <laughs> to talk to Ryan. Wait, he's like, you know, you should get to talk to him. I know this dragon, <laughs> Jimmy. The dragon is not real. Oh, well, maybe you should get like Ryan or something. I wonder if the dragon was named Ryan. <laughs> oh man. That was a cool dragon. Great work, me. I'm going to lie down on your doorstep and sleep for eight hours. Okay, Jimmy. Sounds good. Sounds good. I got to go to Chino. And he goes to Chino. And he talks to Ryan because he wants Ryan to go and collect their shared child. Yeah. A.K.A. Seth. <laughs> Ryan, look, we both know our son is having problems. And I've tried to talk to him. And his mother has tried to talk to him. But you know who hasn't tried to talk to him? You. Third dad. You got a job. Third or second dad. <laughs> second dad. I'm first dad. Kirsten's first mom. You're second dad. Does that make Teresa second mom? No. No. Dear God, no. He only has one mom. For a short time, he had he had um Summer. Oh, but yes. Like, not even like the, not, not even the relationship. That's like before the relationship. For a short time, he also had Marissa. That's true. But yeah. Summer did try to mentor him for a yeah. time. Exactly. Yeah. No. Oh, he had Anna. Anna's second mom. Duh. Anna was second mom for a while, yes. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Teresa oversees this conversation. He's like, oh, 
I can't force Ryan to have a child. She is so he much already a, has a child. She is so much like feelings in this. She's very upset that he's talking to Sandy. There's a lot of times where Ryan and Teresa lie in bed, both awake. Just staring. <laughs> Just staring. Staring into the abyss. The amount of times that this show has done the, hey, Ryan's awake. Camera pulls away. Oh, Teresa's awake too. I think they get tired, but they don't. Yeah, no, they never sleep. Anyway, Sandy uh, goes to see Ryan. And he's like, hey, I'm going to Portland. You should come to... We've alluded to this. Here's a ticket. Yeah, he gives Ryan, I guess, a plane ticket that Ryan can use anytime. No, I think he... I think he... Oh, man. <laughs> because my question is, why did he give Ryan a plane ticket that departs at a different time than his flight? Did he just know that Ryan would need more time to come around? I mean, my other thought was that... I mean, here's... We know that Sandy is um, some sort of magic man. Some sort of magic dad, if you will. He is magic dad. He is magic dad. Uh, so maybe he maybe he knew that like the time that Ryan would need it. Either that or he got him a ticket and then Ryan got another ticket. Or I guess Ryan could probably transfer his ticket. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's like, yeah, there's a ticket. Then Teresa has emotions. And then we cut to, I guess, the next morning? Yeah. This in is where Ryan we see and them, Teresa's bedroom. This is where we see him doing the sad staring into the space. And Until I, Ryan leaves? Yeah, he goes to um take garbage out. And then he <laughs> watches children. Yeah. Yeah, some children are playing around. Um, and then a child rides by and high-fives another child. But then the child who was high-fived is, is Ryan. Ryan from when he was a boy. And then a truck drives by and that second child disappears. Because Ryan's imagined the whole thing. <laughs> Which had so many questions. I'm like, how many of those kids were ghosts? And also, where did they find that mini Ryan? <laughs> He's very mini Ryan. He looks so much like him. <laughs> He's got like the tank on. It's pretty great. Does Ben McKenzie have a secret son? <laughs> if it is, it's that kid. Whew. I... Like, so is the is the first child who high-fived also a ghost? Or did that child high-five a ghost? Or did that... Sh- like if, did the child high-five another child if, and then Ryan replaced the other child with himself? Well, I thought that would happen if the, if the truck drove by and then it revealed it was just a different child. Then I'd been like, yeah, but the truck, truck drives by and the child disappears like Batman. They spent too much money finding that Ben McKenzie child. <laughs> they didn't they know how to implement it. They couldn't a child. <laughs> Anyway, that is me focusing way too much on that little ghost child. I also really focused on the fact that somehow Ryan and Teresa have a cute couple's picture together in their shared bedroom. (laughs) So I guess what he's been doing for the past three months is working in construction and posing for cute pictures. Yeah. They hired a professional photographer. That is a waste of money if you have a child coming. (laughs) Do not spend your money on a professional photographer. Now, maybe that's also a thing of his imagination. Hmm. Anyway, then he talks to Teresa, and he continues to not want to go. He's like, I'm not going to go. Don't worry. No one needs me in Portland. I'm going to do work. i got to do my construction stuff with with all those non-shirtless boys. But they need someone in a tank top, and that someone is me. (laughs) Meanwhile, the the show continues to... Anything that involves Caleb is just bonkers. Yeah, so Caleb apparently called up Sandy and said, meet me. In the spookiest parking lot. And so Sandy does. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this seems about right. And then he pulls up and he's like, so. Yeah, yeah well, we should explain this. Old angry man. <laughs> Cal. I believe old man angry. Old not- man angry. You're right. Because I was going old man winter. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not winter. It's old man it's angry. Summer. Uh, so he's sitting in his car. 
And it's the thing where he's sitting in his car, and then Sandy pulls up, and they just go window to window. So they're facing different directions. Which, let's just be clear, is the most conspicuous way you can have a conversation. Oh, there is definitely someone watching that meeting and being like, (laughs) The FBI is watching, just being like, all right, so they're talking to each other, I guess. They're being real secretive, (laughs) but they're talking about nothing. They're, They're in the middle of, like... Like so, was was Cal just sitting in the middle of the like the drive part of the parking lot, and now they're both just blocking the middle of the parking lot? That's what it appears to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's not subtle. But old man uh, angry, his he has a stealth combo with Sandy, where he's like, "I don't understand. They told me the sky was gonna fall, and nothing's happened yet, and everyone's watching me." <laughs> yeah. And Sandy's like, "Dude, I gotta go to Portland." Calm down. Either no one's watching you, or they're building a super intense case. So yeah, and then and then for some reason he he decides to take um uh this moment, Cal. Yeah, it is Cal, right? Yeah, yeah, Caleb, right? Caleb, Cal. Um, he decides to uh take this moment to throw to throw, try to throw a little bit of shade over Seth. And like, oh, I ran up to Portland with, like, Luke and his gay dad. I'm like, hey, you be nice to Luke and his gay dad. They are beautiful people having their own show. Yeah, they are the purest souls. Yeah, they are the, they are the best part of this show by mm-hmm. far. And I know Luke must be coming back because he's so good. He's not in the main cr- – he's not on the box. Has he had an affair with Julie yet? Yeah. Yes. And that was the first seat. That's, that was, like, the main – that's the reason he left. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was drinking and then he drove his truck, yes. Maybe he's not coming back. But he's so good. Uh, yeah. It, he's so good. Yeah. And it, once he became, like, fun fun friend, he was so cool. Until he started, you know, sleeping with Julie. It's because Julie is a fun suck. Yeah. 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 So, uh, speaking of Luke, up in Portland, Luke There's and... There's another TV show going on. Yeah, Luke and Seth work in, like, a fun, um, ski... <laughs> they, well, or, well, ski. Not ski. <laughs> they, they, work, they work at Harrison's Marina. Yeah. Where, I guess, Luke is there, and <laughs> Seth teaches sailing lessons. I think and, Luke must, like, lease out equipment and stuff. Yeah, he, he works, like, in the, do- in, the, in the boathouse or something. But, apparently, Luke has a girlfriend, and... Seth has a has girl named Jane who is totally into him. And Seth's just kind of like, we're like friends. And I'm like, Seth, you have a new TV show. I want to watch the P- Remember the PL? Yes. Yeah, this is the PL. The PL is going to be so good. There's another show going on. It's what Seth and his gay dad and like this girl that he met and like this other and like this girl who's pining over Seth. Yeah, it's awesome. I Seth and the girl he met. I mean, Luke and the girl he yeah, met. Yeah, Luke is the main character, and he does not fight any crime. He just hangs out and has a good time. <laughs> I love how much this feels like this is just like the Portland version of the OC, and everyone gets along so much better. Yeah, why didn't they do the spinoff? A real missed opportunity. <laughs> this could have been the angel of the OC. Yeah. But anyway, so Seth spent the summer in another show, and uh, we, get, we get a little hint of that show when... Uh, uh, Luke is like, oh man, you gotta close on Jane, man. She likes you. And Seth's like, oh, no, I gotta convince my parents that I can live here and do homeschooling. And oh, oh girls don't like me. I'm Seth. And they get home and we see, uh... See Luke's dad's... Luke's dad, Luke's sweet, sweet dad. And he's like, hey, there's some... We have a guest. And from around the corner... Sandy Cohen! Sandy arrives. Not a surprise. <laughs> Not a surprise, but he was he was hiding there, waiting for his moment. 
So then we have a short scene where uh, Jimmy Cooper and Marissa show up at Kristen's house because she doesn't want to be alone. Why? So just to hang out with her, right? Yeah, yeah. She just wanted them to come over. Okay. Because Marissa arrives and she instantly is just Marissa. She got a new car from her mom. She calls it her getaway car. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, you know, Julie is a bit of a garbage person, but she's being very nice to you this entire episode, Marissa. Yeah. Like, you should be angry at Caleb. The one who blackmailed you. Your mom has no idea. Right, right. She has no idea. She had no idea. I don't remember if we told her I or can't not. remember at the end of the last... Because Marissa Jimmy did shout... Knows. Jimmy knows. Yes. And Marissa yeah. did shout, I'm moving in. You got what you wanted. Yeah. So I don't think... I don't think Julie knows that no. blackmail happened. Caleb knows and Jimmy knows. But no one's willing to tell Julie. Julie because... Even though I feel like that would solve every problem. Because what does Caleb have over them anymore? That's true. Nothing. All the secrets are out. Nothing. <sighs> anyway, Marissa's passive aggressive. And Jimmy's like, see, your kid doesn't have to run away from po- run away to Portland. They could also live here and suck and yeah. be emotionally distant. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes and she goes to the pool house, but she can't enter it. She's just sad, looks at it. And I really wanted to turn around and just see so many oiled up dudes. <laughs> I just wanted all of them to be like, excuse me, young girl, are you upset? You've walked through our construction scene. Perhaps, perhaps we can help you. We are also licensed therapists. <laughs> <laughs> we- it's a complicated company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got a lot going on. You got to diversify in this economy. It's true. It's hard out there. Hard out there for a handsome, well oiled <laughs> man. For a handsome, hard man. <laughs> Gross. They, they put on glasses <laughs> and they're like, please don't look at our at our nipples <laughs> while we're trying to... They tie a cardigan over their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Still shirtless. Still shirtless, but they got the cardigan on, they got the little glasses on, and they're all doing it. Like, there's like eight of them. And then they sit down and they cross one leg over the other. <laughs> so tell us about how you're feeling. I'm feeling really awkward because none of you are wearing shirts. Would you like to take your shirt off? Would that make you feel more comfortable? I'm 16. All right. So is he. <laughs> He's, it's Ryan. It's, it's one of those thirty-five-year-old, sixteen-year-olds. I I hear you've met one, the one with the, the one with the beard. We know him. He thing. always wears a tank top. Ah, uh, not work, like us. He used to work for us. We had to let him go. He wouldn't take that tank top off. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, tonight, even though it's cold out, I am drinking a refreshing summer beer. Oh, it rain out. It, it, no, it, it is cold. It rain out. It rain out. <laughs> Kevin, I went out today. I went to the rec room. It was. I was wearing a sweater, and I was like, "This is not enough clothes. I need a coat." <laughs> well, rain tends to make things cold. It also hailed for a little bit where I was. I heard that. Yeah. I didn't see the hail. I well, I drove through it like I was driving, and it was like then I heard a kunk. And I'm like, did I, did I get hit by a rock? There's no, I'm not going fast enough for a rock to make that. Oh, there we go. And then just more came down. Then I kept driving and it was gone. And you were like, I. Then I turned around, went back the way I came and I went through it again. It was like a thin, sh- like strip of it. So essentially you outran the storm. Yeah. And then returned. I had to drive through it again. I had to turn oh, around and fair. go back. Anyway, I was going to make some tea because it's cold out, but then I didn't have time. So. That's fair. I had this. It's good. It is a fiasco 
no, sorry, it's a village beer. Yeah. But the reason I said fiasco is because it's this cool co-pro. So Village Brewery is one of like the top five big breweries in Calgary. Yeah. And then Fiasco Gelato is one of our big yeah, ice you, creameries. You get those everywhere. Yeah. So they do this thing where um Fiasco sources these lemons and these raspberries and they give them to the Village Brewery. Yeah. And the Village Brewery makes a beer called the Village Squeeze. And they give some of the beer back to Fiasco and Fiasco makes an ice cream okay. out of the beer. All right, so Fiasco finds some fruits, sends it over to the beer place. They make some beer. The beer get the beer gets sold, and also sent back to the gelato place. It gets made into gelato, and then the gelato gets sold. <laughs> All right. So this is um, hashtag Love This City. I didn't know that was our Calgary hashtag. I start using that. No, I think that's just the hashtag for that specific like Copro. Co-pro. Well. Let's read about this beer. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure like Canada or uh, Calgary's logo was like feel the energy or something. I don't know. Everything's just YYC something now. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to read this to you. It's fine. It's kind of funny. But Kevin, I learned about why lactose goes into beer. All right. Because you know we have beer friends. <laughs> yeah. Our friends Megan and Hans yeah. who have a blog called Across the Bruniverse. There you go. Mm, great. You should read it. Anyway, Megan told me that lactose is often put into beer because it can change the sugar because the sugar that is made through the lactose doesn't get eaten up by the yeast. Just say it's a magic spell. So you can, like, sweeten some things up. But also, there are the types of beers called a milkshake IPA or a milk stout, and those actually have live lactose in them. I mean, that would make sense because there's milk in them. Which gives, like, a creamy, delicious flavor. And one's a milkshake. So apparently lactose and beer, not that uncommon. Anyway, do you want some of this? No, I'm not as cold as you are, and apparently that's helping you or something. Not not helping me. Get in my tummy, beer. So Sandy and Seth, like, they're having dinner, and they pretty much just, like, emotion at each other for yeah. a while. They passive-aggress and aggress-aggress, yeah. and also emotionally vomit. Yeah. And Luke and his dad are just kind of like... Cool, cool. Yeah, we here. Yeah. God bless them. They're just like, yeah, we'll let this happen. You, you need this. <laughs> like you see, you see Luke's down in the background. He's just sort of like, and I'm eating my food. Like, <laughs> They're doing mm, their stuff. Glad I poured them some wine. It's good. <laughs> then we get back to the OC where Marissa. Sad hangs out of the lifeguard booth. Just drinking under a lifeguard stand. Well, she and Ryan went there once on a date. I'm more of confused. Like, how did did she dr- like like it feels she went over there with her father, and did she just like run away to the lifeguard stand? I mean, if there's one thing we know about Marissa, she loves to run away, and also she always has vodka in her purse. <laughs> Dad, I'm going out. Are you going to drink under the lights, the lifeguard stand? Yeah, I'm going to drink under the lifeguard stand. Okay, Marissa, just don't drive home. I'll. I'll, I'll do what I want. I'll sleep under the lifeguard stand. No, I'll pick you up at 11. Anyway, so yeah, she got away from dinner. Uh, and then she does the call, I guess. She drunk dials Ryan. Oh, we found out earlier that she and Ryan have not really spoken. Yeah. They did at first, and then it was too hard on both of them, obviously. You know, two months ago. Yeah, you know, at no, first. You know, two months ago. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, she drunk dials Ryan, and at first I was like, he doesn't have a call display. He should know it's Marissa. Yeah. But then I realized she called Teresa's family's home phone line. Yeah, I guess. 
because they live with Teresa's mom. Is that what she calls? Yeah. I, I thought Ron flipped open his flip phone. No, it's a. I thought so too, and then I was paying attention because I yeah, cared. Yeah, checked. Home phone. Yeah. Although uh, home phones also had call display in. He was. What I figured is that he was just super tired. It was so late, and he works construction. And he wakes up before six thirty in the morning. Yeah. So she calls him, and he picks up the phone. He's like, "Hello," and she just breathes heavily into the phone. On her end, she's sobbing. On his end, he can't hear that. And I know we're supposed to assume like, "Oh, Ryan knows who it is," They're- but I'm like, "No, he doesn't." <laughs> he's like, he's like. Eddie? He's just, like, waiting. You just think of, like, there are so many people who could be calling me right now and breathing heavily. It could be Eddie. It could be Oliver. Oh, Oliver Trask. I forgot about him. Yeah. There are so many people. He has so many enemies. That it could be that I... I, I don't know. In my head, I'm like... Also, he's just tired. He could have done mm-hmm. the thing where he falls asleep with his eyes open. But he listens. She cries. Teresa... Lays in the bed next to him and stares at the wall. Why? Why is Because wow. she also knows How could going Teresa on? know? <laughs> How could she know? And, like, it's just a real fluke that he answered the phone. It could have been Teresa. It, and also, it's just a... Or her mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a phone call. But it's meaningful, Kevin. Meaningful. Apparently, neither of them ever sleep also. They just stare into the distance. Well, you know, their life is just so bad. So, meanwhile, the dads. They dad at each other. Yep. Yeah. Talking bond, drink some coffee. Boy, being a dad. Yeah, being Ooh, a dad. Kids. Uh, dad stuff. They got all the power. Yeah. We chase after kids. Yeah. Dad, 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 dad. And then Seth walks in. And then Luke's dad makes up the lamest reason to leave. He's like, I should go see what Luke wants for breakfast. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, goodbye. And Seth's. Also, it's like, what? That was made up. He's just trying to leave us alone. <laughs> we all know that all that what Luke does is just eat pure wheat. What? <laughs> he just eats dry wheat. Just wheat? Yeah, he's got to keep, yeah, you know. N- not protein? That's not the goof you went to? I mean, he just uh, chugs raw egg whites? Uh, yeah, I feel like that. I, I always <laughs> like that he's just like very, very wheat. He has a very wheat-based diet. <laughs> he's never heard of celiac. Man, after... <laughs> He's got a body made by Wheaties. One day he's going to meet a girl and she's going to be gluten free and he's going to love her so much. And he li- it's going to be so hard for him to understand. <laughs> Aaron, he lives in Portland. They're all gluten free. They're all gluten free. Whether or not they're celiac. He's eating the only gluten in the city. He goes <laughs> out for brunch. <laughs> he's eating all the gluten in the city. <laughs> he goes out for brunch with his friends and he just, he doesn't order a meal. He just eats the toast that comes with all of their <laughs> meals. Give me your gluten. Don't worry, I will take this bullet for you. <laughs> I do this for you. <laughs> I mean, you're actually celiac. That's fine. But you two just don't quite understand what gluten is. <laughs> you just heard it on the internet, I think. Anyway, give me your toast. <laughs> now you think it's bad for you? But look at me. <laughs> look how buff I I do shirtless construction. Look at my hair. <laughs> it's shorter than it was before. Also, I kind of have flippy. a beard. Did he have a beard? Kind of. <laughs> I also am a 35-year-old, 15-year-old. Just like my best friend, Ryan. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so Sadie's like, all right, whatever, stay here. You seem safe. You seem happy. Can't fight you forever. <laughs> could be worse. You could be on the ocean where it's scary. But, like, but, maybe you'll but call you're hang- us? You're hanging out in Portland with Luke and his dad. And, like, Sandy okay with that. 
But all of them was like, oh, man, Sandy also knows how to win this argument. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm planting the seed. And Seth, you could see on his face, he's like, wait, my dad likes this? Oh. <laughs> and this will flourish. So uh, back in Port... No, not Portland. Back in Chino. Chino. Ryan has decided to go to Portland. Yeah, he comes in with a bag and he's like... I uh, was a truth is like, oh, we got to leave in half an hour. He's, and he's like, like, what? I don't work on Saturdays. And she's like, I have a doctor's appointment. He's like, yes. I won't go to Portland then. He's like, I. Well, she's like, what's with the bag? I was going to go to Portland. <laughs> but I won't. Because doctor's appointment. She's like, whatever. You could leave. And he's like, whoa, dude. I've been to all of the doctor's appointments. Also, I left my entire life. And maybe quit high school? Did. He did. He He's not planning like, high he's school. He's a though. high school dropout. Yeah. To support her. Also, she, she brings up, like, with with um Sandy coming and the plane ticket and the phone call. And I'm like, you don't. You just had a phone call. Also, Ryan has been pretty open about why Sandy came. Yeah. He didn't tell her about the ticket right away because he was not planning on going. Yeah. And he just kind of figured, like, well, she's going to think I want to go, and I want her to know that I want to be here. Yeah. 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 And Teresa doesn't really understand that Ryan and Seth are brothers. Yes. That they love each other deeper than any human being can love another human being. They are one. They are. They, they are. They are. The world. They are the children. <laughs> yeah. They are the Borg. They they are that, um, that meme of, like, uh... Hey, bro, tell the tell the world we're bros, bro. <laughs> no, uh, was it? Uh, you know, I think I, I think I can't remember what the thing was. Like, hey, bro, tell the world we're bros, bro. We're, we're bros, bro. Why'd you whisper to me? Because you are my world, bro. <laughs> yeah, is that? They are two hairless cats. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Marissa goes full teenager on her mom. Yeah, and her mom was like, "Okay, you know what? We're done with this. You're grounded." Please tell me your emotions. Marissa stands up and goes, you can't ground me. And I'm like, 100% she can. She is your birth mom. Marissa. Also your primary parent. Like, You live okay. with her. Um, and then Julie's like, just, like, you know. Let me, me into your head. And then Marissa. Screams. S- screams and throws stuff into the pool. And Julie's like, oh, no, I'm incorrect. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I've opened the genie bottle, and now the genie won't go back in, and oh, I don't no. like the genie. And once again, like, Julie is the nicest she has ever been to Marissa in this episode. Not saying that she has not, like, she's been pretty terrible before. But she is kind of trying. It's, here's the problem was, Aaron, we've seen Alice Cooper. That's true. We've seen Alice Cooper. We've and seen Penelope, Penelope Blossom. Blossom. Which makes her with, you know, sleeping with her daughter's ex-boyfriend. Well, that wasn't and, great. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was gross. But it was not, you know, sending your daughter off to a, uh, you know. Conversion Conversion camp. camp because she bothers you. I mean, the worst she ever did was try to send um, Marissa to outpatient therapy. Yeah. For her drinking and drug problem. Yeah, yeah. R- really, really, she was trying to do a good thing in the worst way. Yeah, and her secretiveness is not great, but... Yes, no, l- l- yeah, don't get us wrong. Um, Julie Cooper is not fantastic, and we never want to defend her. But in this specific episode... She really does not do anything to her daughter. Yeah, her daughter should be angry. And she, do you want this really bugs me? She doesn't... Marissa doesn't seem particularly angry at Caleb, the guy who actually blackmailed her. 
For some reason, the show has decided to be like, oh, no, but it's a mother-daughter thing. I'm like, no, Caleb legitimately blackmailed her. And, again, he kind of did it for the right reasons, but Uh, did a very bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, that is is the perfect example of, like, uh, he wants to bring the family together. It was the worst thing ever. So, blackmail. Caleb feels like the kind of guy who'd be, who'd be like, I wanted to make sure we all had a good vacation, so I murdered that man. Now we had all had a good vacation, right? Because he was not there. Because he was not there, and he was dead, and he will never be there. It's like, okay, right, you know, good motivation. You did want us to have a good vacation. The worst possible way you could go through with it. Don't, guys, don't do a murder. <laughs> yeah, don't do a murder. Uh, so back in Portland, Sandy's walking out to catch his cab, but who's in his cab? Ryan. <laughs> That's on his cab also, Aaron. But he does get in he that does, cab. He does take that cab. There's another cab coming. It's got to be like, wait, he took another cab? What is happening? What? That's, like, no one's like, unless, it's, <laughs> unless it's that taxi company's amazing. They're like, wait. You're, you're, going, you're to lo- going to that. You're, you're going, going to, to Luke's, Luke's house? dad's house. <laughs> I just happen to be going to Luke's dad's house. Well, someone will. We need to pick someone up at Luke's dad's house. <laughs> this is perfect. What a great coincidence we've run into. <laughs> and so anyway, anyway. San- Sandy tags Ryan in. Yeah, Sandy's like, "Hey, I did dad number one part. Now you do dad number two. <laughs> All right, I was good dad. You be bad dad. <laughs> Ryan, on the other hand, though, is Ryan dad. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we short scene. See Summer, yeah, yeah. Summer shows up at the Cohen house with all of Seth's, Seth's belongings that he left at her home. Yeah, yeah. She brings all his stuff, saying it's got to get rid of it. Also, she might be in a cult. Well, she does say the words my therapist says a lot. Yeah, things about like vibrations and happiness, and I and like it's like the secret of like, hey, when I'm vibrating at like a high frequency then good things come to me but if i'm vibrating at a low frequency it's all physics and i'm like kirsten you need to step in but kirsten's just kind of like yeah i'd also like to operate at a higher frequency but he's my son <laughs> i'd also like to be part of your cult tell me more about your cult but summer doesn't summer had a bad summer she just is sad she talks to captain oats she dumps the things on seth's bed it's all sad. He leaves. Very OC. <laughs> so what I learned in this next scene coming up is that Luke's dad loves his reveals. He is forever making food and hiding guests. <laughs> because once again, here comes Luke and uh and Seth, and Seth from from their own TV show coming into this one. And Luke's like, "Hey, let's play Madden football. I love video games. I love football. Hey dad, when's dinner?" <laughs> and he turns around and goes like, well, dinner will be soon, but first of all, we have another guest. And it's Ryan. <laughs> and then Ryan comes around the corner. And all the boys are reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> no one's that, mad at Ryan. That man told me to hide around here until it was introduced. I guess this is the hiding corner. He has snacks and water over there. It's crazy. There's, like, amplification. You know when you do a play and you're in the green room and you can hear what's on stage through program sound? It's like that. Luke is like, yeah, that's how he introduces me to all his boyfriends. (laughs) Luke, I'm glad you're home. We have a guest. Hello, I'm Tad. I'm dating your dad. (laughs) Do you say his name is Tad? Ted. Oh, Ted. Oh, I should have stuck with Tad. I'm, my name's Tad. Dan and your dad. I also <laughs> like to rap. 
All right, you cannot date him. My name is Tad, and I'm here to say I like to date, date your dad in a... S- <laughs> in a special way. <laughs> I was going to say sexual, and I could <laughs> I like to date your dad in a sexual way. All right, you need to break up with him immediately. <laughs> you hear what he said, <laughs> you right? You hear what he said, right? To me, your son, right before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh tad oh tad you want love so bad where is this tv show (laughs) i do want to see the tv show what they need to do is do a sexy reboot of the oc for netflix but it's the pl (laughs) so it's luke and luke's dad and luke's dad just keeps on dating just the worst dudes he just can't get it right (laughs) well it's hard there for a guy who owns a car dealership in portland no one drives cars they, they stole all... his bikes. Sold my car dealership, opened up a scooter dealership. Now I'm riding high. So rich. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, Seth and Ryan and Luke, they're all pretty chill with each other. Yeah, well, they're all happy to have their best friend back. Yeah. The boys do a Oh, Seth does some grilling. The boys do a little bit of debriefing. Yeah. Seth, we... <laughs> I guess the show has decided Seth. it's Seth's fault, him and Summer... Broke up. Broke up, whatever. It's I fine. can't remember enough about last season to debate that Someone or not. Someone can tell us, but we are not going to look back. Yeah. Because we don't care enough. Anyway, Ryan is having some real trouble convincing Seth he should come back. Mostly because Ryan really also doesn't want to go back. Ryan says he doesn't care about the OC. Where Ryan does not want to go back to is Chino. Because mm-hmm. his life is sad and he's living the life of a high school dropout yeah yeah they yeah 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 he's have he's a pretty weird relationship with Teresa right now speaking of weird relationships jimmy cooper <laughs> and julie cooper are having a alcohol lemonade talk on her back porch yep and it just proves how tan jimmy is he's real tan he's, and real high so island boy jimmy cooper is like i don't really know why i'm here and julie's <laughs> like oh Caitlin's going to boarding school, but Marissa is destroyed. So uh, maybe we could pretend to be a family and you can come over for Sunday dinner and maybe that will make her not destroyed. I feel like at this moment, Jimmy should have been like, oh, you should know Caleb did blackmail her to live with you. So that's probably not the (laughs) only reason she... Julie, (laughs) do you know that Ryan Atwood left the OC? Julie, do you... Do you know what's going on outside your castle right now? And Julie's like, she's destroyed. I would send her to boarding school, but she won't go. <laughs> Caitlin loves boarding school. <laughs> That's where she has her fight clubs. It's her boy fight clubs. It's much easier to run them at boarding school. Yeah, they, they got those big, like, boiler room basements. So many outbuildings. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never find it. Anyway, Jimmy is essentially like, this plan seems dumb, but I like free food. <laughs> Give me a grilled cheese and we're on. <laughs> I mean, like right now, you give me a grill. Give me a grilled cheese, Julie. Make me a grilled cheese, Julie. I know you know how. All right, I'm gonna lie down and sleep on this porch for about eight hours. But wake me up with <laughs> grilled cheese. Wake me up when Haley gets here. <laughs> She's my ride. <laughs> I used to rely on Marissa to do my ride, but you can't rely on her, Julie. <laughs> she's crazy. Did you know? <laughs> you know that she's crazy. Jimmy, that's why you're here. Oh, right. Oh, I thought I was here for grilled cheese. How are we going on that grilled cheese, by the Give way? Give me a grilled cheese. <laughs> Island boy Jimmy hungry. 
Um, so then we have a brief scene where Sandy and Caleb debrief about the money thing. Well, once again, Sandy has done something off camera where he's like, I went to the DEA or no, the DA. He has, DEA. yeah, a ton of information. Yeah. He's like, he also mentioned that like, I'm sorry to see you immediately. I had to go to Poland to try to get Seth. And, <laughs> um, apparently at this moment, Caleb was like, you, you want Seth back? I can go get Seth back. Like, I'm like, are you going to blackmail Seth? What is he going to blackmail Seth with? I don't know, but it appears to be his solution to everything. Is like, I can blackmail your son if you want. I can get him back. Well, I didn't realize you wanted him back. I can go take care of that. Yeah, make him think he killed a stripper. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, you have all these men here who have no shirts on. So if <laughs> Yeah, one of them it says to kill one of them. <laughs> they seem like they'll do a lot of things for a dollar. I think that one's also a therapist. <laughs> I d- one of these men is definitely my dentist. But I don't know which one. It's hard to look up to the face. Oh, no. The male gaze. I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm the problem, Sandy. I'm the problem. And Sandy's like, all right, well, settle down. I talked to the DA and, uh, yeah, it's bad. You'd better get your house in order. And by house, I mean your actual house. Yeah. And your life house. You're going to jail. Get your things in order. <laughs> Storm's coming. <laughs> Then we go back up to Portland where the boys are playing video games. And the line that I wrote down is Luke is sexually aroused by playing that NHL game. He just wanted to play Madden. That's but they're not playing Madden, they're playing NHL. It's almost as good as Madden. (laughs) Madden would be too much. This oh, this is the exact same thing with that Dynasty (laughs) Warrior stuff. Where I'm like, like NHL isn't Madden, bro. But I think think they're aware of that. I think it's just NHL. Anyway. Ryan gets a phone call. <sighs> it's Teresa. She's real sad, and he can tell immediately. I, I I sort of want to write what I said now, because I wrote this down as I was it was happening. I mm. said, oh, no, miscarriage baby. Because mm. she says she has a miscarriage. They didn't find a heartbeat. Then I said, or maybe not. Or maybe I'm thinking of Scrubs. Because in Scrubs had the thing where um, Elizabeth Banks' character... Had a miscarriage. Had a miscarriage and then then appeared a season later and did not. Well, and I knew that she didn't actually miscarry. I just thought they buried the lead on that for a lot longer. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we'll... No, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll say that right now. She did not miscarry. So, how pregnant... Is she like? Did she tell Ryan she was pregnant when she was like yes, she a had, day pregnant? She had to have been really not pregnant when she told him. The, that's why I really, I really think it was Eddie, like the, the kid's dad, because she only had sex with Ryan that one time. Yeah, or no, I guess it was for like a week. Well, yeah, I guess she was saying for like a week. Um, but but yeah. then she went back to Eddie for like a month. I after guess the that? baby's probably about like three or and, four months. Yeah, because you don't want to tell, or you know, traditional wisdom. Yeah. Is that you don't tell people that you're pregnant until you're out of the first trimester because miscarriages do happen. Yeah. Not an insignificant amount in the first trimester. Yeah. You know, we keep saying it's been three months. No, it's three months. Because um, Seth says, Seth Winkozak says, I've been gone for three months. Okay. And you tear the house apart. So, I mean, she could be three months, four months. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, she's very sad. She had the miscarriage. And Ryan's like, oh, I'll get on a plane right now. And she's like, no, never come home again. I, I, I know that you, uh, you know, you, you, you know, didn't want to leave. And I'm like, like, here's the thing in this moment that I, that I was saying, I'm like, I mean, to be fair, it was very clear 
and very upfront that he did only, only leave because because you two had broken up. Yeah. Until you came back and said, "By the way, baby," and then he left. Mm-hmm. Like he was not going to leave his life. Yes. He, and I don't. I don't think she, like the story has the cadence of her testing him, but I don't think she has. I think she's always known in her deepest heart. That he was only there because of the baby. Yeah. And she's just now starting to accept that. Which is funny because that was super clear. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very obvious. They had broken up. She came back and said, baby. I mean, she didn't say baby. She said it to, like, Marissa. And and he was like, someone needs to take care of that baby. That someone is me, the OC, because I'm driven only by honor. Yeah. Even when the baby might not be mine, that baby is mine. Anyway, uh, then we learned that, like... It was- Immediately, her mom comes in and is like, so did you tell him? And she says, yep. And she, then his, her mom says, did he believe you? I'm like, so whose idea? Was, was this Teresa's mom's idea? Who's I think idea it was, was the this? mom's idea. <laughs> so it's like the opposite of Kirsten. I think um, Teresa was like, I think Ryan's sad. And the mom was like, yes, I have been watching you for three months. <laughs> he is very, very sad. sad. I think he was only here because of the baby. Well, Teresa, yeah. Uh, and you know his future has been destroyed. He did quit high school. Yeah. He is a very smart boy. Um but I also have this moment where I'm like in this moment I'm like okay, so well if that is Ryan's baby, so you're just going to be like, "Nah, Ryan, you don't have a baby. You don't need to know you have a child." You don't need to know you have a child. I'm like <laughs> I'm making you into a deadbeat dad. Yeah, like, that's not going to be good for anybody. Like, imagine when Ryan finds, like, Ryan's, you're not going to keep that from Ryan forever. You're not going to have, like, a five-year-old kid and be like, where's my dad? It's like, well, I told him that you're dead. And that's why he's never around. And that's why he's never around. I did this, I did this for him. It was better for the baby, which is you. You. (laughs) And for me, and for your dad. Grandma said so. I made this decision. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes, TV show. Yeah, it's... I'll, all I can say is... God damn. <sighs> so, um... Ryan, Ryan... The next day, I guess. Yeah. Ryan's got his stuff all packed up, and Seth's like, where are you going? And Ryan was like, I'm homeless, <laughs> but I have a good job, so... Yeah. Guess I'll get an apartment or something. Yeah, I mean, I'll go, I guess we'll go live with, with all those uh, all those shirtless construction boys. He'll be okay with it. Okay. I might have to take my shirt off. <laughs> but I can mm-hmm. do that. I can do that. And then he's like, what about you, Seth? And Seth's like, I'm real excited to be on my new TV show, The PL. <laughs> I think I'm going to stay there for a long time. Okay, so it's weird. I'm not, like, on... The, I'm not in the main credits for this season. But I think they're just... You know, they're just slowly working me up to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I, don't, I don't know what that's about. I'm not really going to bring it up. You know, we'll, we'll figure out what it's like. I don't, re- I don't really negotiate my agent. <laughs> they're pretty new. <laughs> anyway, and then Ryan's like, all right, guess I should go. And he leaves. He walks towards his cab slowly. And then we, we intercut between them. And you see Seth's, like... Uh, Legs jiggling. And I'm like, go go to him, Seth. Go to him. Run! Run, Run to, to him, him, Seth. Run to him. And then... And then he <laughs> does. Ryan touches the door, and Ryan's like... Or sorry, Seth's like... <gasps> and he gets jumps off, and he runs. He runs to the house, he, and he throws open the door. And Ryan's, Ryan's on the other side. Ryan came to him, too. <laughs> and they're like, hey, 
Should we go home? This is the truest love that has ever been put on screen. Never have two souls been so interconnected. Like, oh, like, oh, snap. Run, not, said they didn't have to run all the way to Ryan. Ryan came halfway back. They met each other part way. They met in the middle. Such love. <laughs> they are meant to be. Such love. Are, this is friendship. This is what friendship is should be. They're brothers. They're friends. They're child and they're second dad. <laughs> they're father and son. They're everything. They're everything they need to be. They're, they're husband and wife. They're father and son. They they're don't brothers. need girlfriends. Who needs Summer? Who needs Marissa? <laughs> These sweet, sweet boys have each other. And they're going back. California, here we come. Like right the- back where we started from. Unfortunately, that song does not play. What does play is a song that actually says the word brothers, and I'm like, yeah! Yes, TV yeah. show! We get a little bit of an awkward dinner between Sandy and... Uh... Kirsten is so mad. She is angry <laughs> cutting her chicken. I have done nothing this episode. It's been such so infuriating. I'm everything... out with Jimmy. <laughs> I, I, you know he's island boy now? Why? Why? It's real bad. He came over here to hang out with me. He just passed out on the couch for eight hours until Haley came and picked him up. And then I had to talk to Marissa. Do you know what torture that is? <laughs> Thankfully, halfway through, she ran down to the beach, got drunk underneath the lifeguard stand. And I just drank a bottle of Pinot Grigio. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually thinking our uh, home life might be a little <laughs> bit better than Marissa's because <laughs> her dad's an island boy. <laughs> and her mom is Julie Cooper. And her stepdad is a blackmailer. A love blackmailer. Oh, yeah. He's also my dad. All step, yeah. <laughs> also my dad. Her stepdad, my dad. She says all of that while cutting up some chicken. And then Seth walks in. Well, Seth's voice walks in and says, whoa, I leave for three months and you tear the place apart? And Kirsten turns around and she sees Seth and she sees Ryan. And she goes to Ryan. Well, she hugs both of them. But yeah, she's like, fair. you're coming home? Both of you? Ryan gives the biggest smile we have ever seen from him in this show. He is so... He's so happy to be home. So happy to be back with his family. He loves his parents and his son so much. (laughs) Yep, his his parents and his brother's son. (laughs) Then we have a cute little scene where Ryan's settling back in the pool house. Yep. And Seth pretends that he doesn't want to hang out with Ryan. And then Ryan says, so how'd you sail all the way to Portland? And Seth's like, well, it's a long story. He sailed to, like, Catalina, ran out of food, and then took the bus up. As you do. As you do. Anyway. (laughs) What a good, good episode. Good, good episode. It does this weird thing where, like, it pans over to them, and it shows, like, a chair looking at, like, one of the the patio chairs outside looking at them. I swear, I thought it was going to pan over, and it was going to be, like, Marissa sitting there or something, watching them. I was thinking about how she used to be the girl next door. Or, like, Thanos or something. Like, (laughs) This is part of the Avengers extended universe. Well, sorry, that slow pan is what Riverdale would have used to like I, show a villain. I was expecting a something. Yeah, like, in my heart, like Julie or something. I knew this was the OC. Like yeah. I knew it was just going to pan to credits. But, but, but I was expecting something. Yeah, Riverdale. Like, like so in the um the scene where you get uh, Teresa revealing the miscarriage, even though it was a fake miscarriage, not not a fake miscarriage. She lied about the miscarriage. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. They did that in a very non-dramatic way, in a very emotional way. But not but like, dramatic. I feel like Riverdale would have been like, you know, it would have been like, uh, you would call them up and be like, Ryan, I need to tell you, I lost the baby. And then credits. 
Main yeah. credits, 45 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really, like, I knew she, I knew the miscarriage wasn't real. Yeah. I really thought it was revealed, like, six to eight episodes it later. No, no, that's that's the Scrubs thing. Yeah, that's not what I, the I'm actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually kind of, like, it's, it's very much in the show to do it immediately. Because, mm-hmm. once again, what Riverdale would have done is they would have had that the beginning of the episode. And then. It would have been resolved next episode. Or, or, or within the end of the episode, then revolved, resolved, resolved in the beginning of the next episode. In the episode. first five minutes of next episode. Yes, that's how it works. It is true. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a moment? A moment where Logic took flight to Portland to live with Luke and his dad. And was replaced by the plastic sheets of construction drama. Yes, I did. See if we picked the same one. My moment was Marissa screaming and throwing pool furniture. Never mind. (laughs) And I know it was supposed to be very like, Marissa's finally being real. She's finally being true to her mom. But I was just like, it well was good. It doesn't make sense. Her mom is not really the villain anymore. No, Caleb. Like, Caleb, like literally, you're living in the house with the guy who blackmailed you. Why are you so mad at your mom? She literally, she has no idea. She doesn't know. Maybe I guess the idea is supposed to be Marissa does not know. Maybe she knows. But like, but at I don't no think point, knows. how in three months has that not come up? That Why? Marissa, then Marissa had not like like said to Julie essentially being being like, well you know, well you blackmail me here anyways. Like wait what? Yeah, I feel like it's a thing Marissa would scream from her room as she slammed her door every night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and every morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kevin- like, like everybody else progressed three months. Like everybody had like three months of progression. Mm. Marissa stayed in Marissa the same place. Didn't really have three months of progression. No. No. She she stayed in the same angry place. Although I don't think Marissa has actually grown at all over the first season, so <laughs> That's it's not fair. out of character. That's fair. Kevin, do you have a CW moment? Yeah, it's all those sweaty shirtless boys. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I think there are behind the scenes reasons maybe for that to happen. But if you but if you are just thinking of this as the show, why? They're just they're just there. It's like they made a joke in the writer's room, and then everyone was like, this is really funny. Just Yeah, just those real buff, shirtless construction boys. Oh, such sweet. I don't know. Actually, we didn't see more of them. Like, I wanted, what was it? I wanted when Marissa was there, just like have one of them walk by her. Mm-hmm. Some, <laughs> Jimmy sees them. Julie comes by. And it's like, oh. I want so much. I mean, we'll see if they, they, they that joke keeps holding on through the other episodes. I'm hoping for like a good like six to eight episode shirtless men arc yeah 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 we'll also have to keep an eye out to see if we can remember it if it, the set looks different when it's, yes because that might be that that's that's my guess behind the scenes reason is that they had to change set and they're like all right remodeling we'll just justify it it's fine yeah because we you get a very clear indication of the layout of that house mm-hmm. in the first season because they just go like that's they clearly, go everywhere this clearly is a house and yeah they just walk through it so uh we'll see hopefully Hopefully. If we don't see, remind us to see. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, that was, uh, and we're back in the OC. And just like I thought it was, it's 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 better. It's harder to find CW moments because there's a little bit more Yeah, you grounded. really got to stretch. It's really grounded. It really is. It was such a good episode. It was a really, it was a really good episode. Like, it, it, it brings you right back into it. Um, it, 
it brings the characters back without it being too contrived. Like even the you know now Teresa, like here's if she actually had a miscarriage, would have been more contrived than her pretending. To. Yeah, way more interesting. Yeah, and and like like her pretending to have one gives you sides, which is what drama, which is what dramas want. Is they want the audience to take sides effectively. Mm-hmm. Because I like, guess the audience talking with each other. And I could see how you could come down on Ryan's side or Teresa's. I think we've come down on both. Yeah. As we've recapped the show. So Yeah. yeah. Good. Real good. Good. Feels back to be feels good to be back in the OC. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts for. I mean, yeah. Oliver came in like halfway through that first season. Like, are we bringing another another there Buckwild were, character? There were so many plots that first season. Oh yeah, and, you know, from what I've uh, heard, I guess from people talking about the OC, it just like tears through story arcs. <gasps> Olivia Wilde comes this season. Yeah, I saw that. Like, she's really heavily featured in and, the um, oh, DVDX or DVD. And my stuff. lovely boy Troy, Troy, Trey, Trey. Second tray enters. Us. I love second tray. <laughs> He's way better than first tray. Uh, but first tray had so many emotions. He didn't want his. He didn't want his brother to visit him anymore because his brother needed to move on to be a good kid. And Voychuk comes too. Okay, you'll see. All right. Yeah. Good season. Well, hey, if you uh, like that, you should uh, give us a rating, a review, or a subscription on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your uh, podcasts from. And you may also hit us up on some social media. We love to interact with you. Although this week, Kevin is launching his book, and I am going on a girl's trip, so you may get crazy responses. (laughs) Or no responses. I'm hoping for crazy drunk texts from me. Yeah, yeah. Aaron will be... uh... And it'll be down in Vegas, and I'll be here promoting my book. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to do those social medias, it's PodcastMOA, PodcastMOA at gmail.com. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter. Do the thing. Yeah. And uh, speaking of my book, so it's called Endless Hunger. It releases... Today. Today. It releases today. Like, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, June 11th, the ebook releases today. You can get it as an ebook anywhere uh, with the print... And with the print and distribution coming out later, but for right now, you can get the ebook. This book is called Endless Hunger by Kevin Weir. Yeah. And it's awesome. So buy it and do some reviews. Yeah. 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 If you can if the the best way to support uh, any sort of author that you like, you know, you don't have to send them a whole bunch of money. The best yeah. way to do it is honestly just to give them a review. Like that helps so much more. Even sometimes more than sales do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Do a good reads, <laughs> do an Amazon. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh That's our show that, this week. That, yeah, we're uh we're gonna be back next week for more more of the OC. OC season two, episode two. Watch it, watch along with us, listen to us. Is Caleb really going to go to jail? What will happen at school on Monday? What's next in the adventures of Jimmy Cooper, Island Boy? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast?